I get so many emails with suggestions about women I should feature on the show. And by the way, keep those emails coming. Candy at CandyOterry.com. The notes, though, that I get from proud husbands are always my favorite. Hi, this is Candy O'Terry. Welcome to the story behind her success. Here's what Charles wrote. I want to tell you about my amazing wife. She was born in Belarus in the former USSR. Her belief in freedom, entrepreneurship, female empowerment, and the great American dream are an inspiration to us all. Well, okay, Charles, you've got my attention. And guess what? He did not disappoint. His wife is amazing. Recently voted best in the city as a designer of women's formal wear by Boston Common Magazine, Anna Neiman came to the United States in 1991. She landed in New York City knowing one word of English, taxi. Good word to know in New York City, right? Within a few years, she was a single mom working as a nanny, and then she forged a career as a fit model for brands like J. Jill, Talbot's, Appleseeds, and Chadwick's of Boston, before launching her own line in 2010 called Anna Neiman Couture. Anna Neiman, welcome to the show. So nice to meet you. Thank you. The path from where you grew up to where you are right now is a long and winding road. So let's start with where you come from. Yes, it was little town, actually very beautiful, kind of romantic in a bank of River Neiman. And now it's a Belarus. Before it was long, long time ago, it actually was Lithuanian land. And after it was Polish-Lithuanian kingdom. So it's very peaceful and beautiful, I think. Well, the Neiman River is the reason why your name is now Anna Neiman, because it was your inspiration. What was life like in your house? Describe your parents, brothers, sisters. Yes, I had two sisters, and I was a middle sister. And I would say it's basically very traditional life, and my parents very hardworking people. If I look at back in my ancestry, so this was uh, farmers and fishermen, an artist. If you look at the nature, you can see colors, you can see amazing movement and balance and everything. So people who live like a, are surrounded by nature, they're very intuitive. That area of the world, Belarus, suffered so much during World War II and after the war included. Yeah. Your father and your grandparents were sent to the gulag. Tell us that story. Yeah, this is definitely a profound story. My parents and my family was part of this history. So when 1939, this territory was basically occupied by Stalin army. And after, you know, this actually coming from east, but from west in Hitler army. So this area became like between two huge powers. My father, who was 14 years old, was messenger boy. So unfortunately, he was captured when he was 17, and he was tortured by KGB. And unfortunately, he got in Gulag. And also my grandfather and grandmother. Yeah, it was very tough and dramatic time. You know, I would say fortunately that he was just five years there because he was sent for 25 years. But after Stalin died, so people were released from prison. So he was released in five years. 
and came back to this land, it was opportunity to go to central Poland because the border was open for Polish people who wanted to live and go to Poland. But my father said, no, I'm staying. I did not find for this land to leave this land. I'm going to stay. So he's staying now also. He's 90 years old and lives the same house in the same village and try to take care of his beehives. He loves his country. People try to live their life and be productive and happy. Is that a life lesson that your father taught you? Yeah, I think it's definitely learned from him about perseverance and be strong and never give up. Just basically create something positive and good. And coming not just definitely from my father, but from my mother also, because she was very hardworking, very basically strong will and positive attitude coming through the hardship to something positive and good. So this is, was definitely influencing me. I'm hoping, too, that having made it through those tough times when they had children and it was peacetime, what was their attitude about you using your gifts and your talents? Did they encourage you as an artist? Because you talked earlier about how you loved the Neiman River and you would go there to paint your beautiful pictures. They encouraging me in a way. They were proud of this. I have this talent and everybody talking basically from where this came, this artistic talent, because I was really good about art in any artistic venue. You know, I was drawing and painting. I was performing. I was dancing. I was writing. And basically every type of art I was good. And I was even thinking, okay, what I'm going to do? Do I want to be painter or do you want to be writer or maybe performer you uh, were always expressing art yes or actress it's like different was thinking i could uh, totally see you happening. being an actress by the way because you're so beautiful <laughs> thank you <laughs> so they kind of pushed me more to be an educator right something yeah, more traditional yeah exactly traditional and i was teaching art but could not find actually peace and was not in peace with my choice back well there. there's a very interesting story about you you were about six years old and you got all dressed up in your mother's clothes and took a walk down the street. Please tell us that story. Yeah. So I just remember about one thing, certainly, that I love dress up. So I put this high heels and I tie scarf and I just walk into the bus stop and they ask me, where are you going? And I said, to America. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a great story. And it's interesting because it really was a telltale of what was to come for you. You immigrated to the United States in 1991. Tell us why. So I immigrated by marriage. The same time, certainly, it's 1991. It's a special date when Soviet Union collapsed in the beginning of December. I remember how I was happy when Soviet Union collapsed, when I was in Brookline Public Library, and I opened a newspaper, and I found out about this. I was ecstatic because Soviet Union, it's a communism, never loved communism, and know what this means, communism. So I was really happy about this. So, yeah, I came by marriage. I was very interested to see, actually, how it's life in different countries, especially in America. It was a lot of curiosity, a lot of interest. Tell us how you got here, and then please take me back to the moment that you landed in the United States oh. of America. <laughs> this is a very interesting moment because somehow, actually, I needed to ask something about direction. 
And I figured out that I don't speak English. I was terrifying. And I was thinking in my mind, okay, so what languages I speak? Okay, I speak Belarusian, Polish, Polish, Russian. Okay. And I know a little bit German, but I have no English at all. It was terrifying, absolutely. So this is encounter. And after when I landed, also was again problem like this language, because I was supposed to be met by my fiance back there. And it was also a little problematic, this meeting, and I needed to ask something. And I realized I have no English. And I know just one word, it was taxi, because it's a Latin, it's, you know, Latin roots. So I thought, okay, I need to go taxi to get, find taxi. But before I find taxi, they find, actually, you know, I was finded my, by my fiancé oh, back oh there. So it was okay. But language, it was the biggest, uh, basically, what scared me. Where did you land? I landed in New York. And what was that like? You get into the taxi with your fiancé or in the car, yeah. and you're looking around. You know, it was overwhelming. I remember when we were driving, actually, in the car and we stopped somewhere. So it was, I saw this very, you know, forest, like a pine. It's like so tall. These pines was extremely tall. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is like Lithuanian forest. Okay, this is something <laughs> I feel familiar. better now. I feel better now. <laughs> this is not like another planet. This is just a different country, but this Lithuanian forest. So it was not too bad. It made you feel this. a little bit better. Yes, absolutely. You didn't speak any English. Yeah. How did you learn? I like to talk to people. I like communicate. So when I went to this class and consider that actually I have background is, you know, Slavic linguistic and consider that I'm very good about languages and I'm very good learner. So this is this plus has helped me very much like fast kind of learn language. You know, my favorite novel was American Tragedy by Theodore Dreiser. I was reading this in Russian language. I was thinking, okay, how about now my turn reading in English? It was definitely a kind of milestone in my language. It so. sounds to me also like you just immersed yourself in the culture. You and your first husband had a son together. Yes. How did motherhood change you? Absolutely change. First of all, it's, um, you know, my son, it's the biggest love of my life. So he was born and I fall in love forever. <laughs> Taking care of him, it makes me stronger. And like I feel this is my country because if this is country of my son, so this is my country also. So definitely was so helpful. You also became a single mom. Describe that time in your life because you were just talking about learning to be strong. So, yeah, it was uh, very difficult, absolutely difficult because my family, everybody in Europe and uh, here, no family, just me and some friends, which actually I'm very uh, happy also and very thankful that I met some people was just tremendous and they were so helpful, so kind and so always listened to me and always tried to help me. So we find a way. Because I was babysitting and it was like the best babysitter ever. And plus, my son was very well behaved boy. When I was babysitting, I find in Boston Globe advertisement that J. Jill Design Group from Frugal Family looking for a fitting model. I had no idea what this means, fitting model, but measurement was exactly like my measurements. And I was thinking, okay, I'm supposed to use this opportunity. So I called them and they said, okay, come in. I was thinking I had no chance, certainly, but 
okay, I'm here. So, but actually they hired me and I still didn't know exactly actually what they're supposed to do. But they said they're supposed to come for first fitting, bring high heels. And they have fitting mother who living for maternity leave. And I supposed to learn from her. I was like, okay, I'm going to learn. And I did it. It was great. So you became a fit model. Yes. And like I said in our introduction, you worked for brands like Talbot's and J. Jill yes. and Appleseeds and Chadwick's of Boston. Mm-hmm. At some point... After all those years of being a successful fit model, you decide it's time for you to start your own company. Did that occur to you one day like a light bulb that, oh, I'm going to be Anna Neiman Couture? How did that happen? When I was working especially for Talbots, I was participating in this business, in designing clothes, in styling, and everything. I learned about the business. And it's bring me back to this idea how I design my clothes. I did collections, you know, I did drawing and painting. I showed to designers with whom I was working, like Deborah McRae, so wonderful, wonderful person with whom I was working. She was technical designer, and she said, oh, such a great design, you know, and I think she just mentioned maybe sometimes you have to do online. And I was thinking, why not? I was laid off, and this is was like a brought me to this idea, okay, now it's time. That's it. I'm supposed to do it. No matter what, I just do it. Describe your brand and what you are known for. What is the Anna Neiman Couture style? I would say it's a classic, beautiful, feminine, flattering. I look at female body like a canvas and I think about, okay, what color I'm going to use? What balance I'm going to use? We have different body types. So when I do sketching, I was thinking, okay, I need to design for women who has a V body types, so broader shoulders and trim hips. So a design for this type of women or for hourglass women. I got such a great response because I don't just make pretty dresses. If I design dress and this is, doesn't excite, okay, this is not good enough. Because every piece of art should be excite you. So the same clothes, if you design, if this clothes not excite you, so it's not good art. And isn't it also about how it feels when it goes on the woman and she has that special smile and you know, that's exactly right for her. Yes, absolutely. This is a goal. So I design, I create, but I give myself uh, great when everything's done. And if I see in a woman's face smile and I make her happy, so goal achieved. When you are working with a woman, creating something just for her. It's such a personal experience because you kind of have to get under her skin and figure out how to compliment who she is, how she ticks, what her body is like. How do you do that? Oh, number one, you're supposed to listen, listen, and more listen. And honestly, I would say I'm successful because I always listening. I always listening to these people for whom I design because this design not for me. This design for people. So I want to listen what people needed. You were recently named Best in the City as a designer of women's formal wear. What then is the secret of an Anna Neiman creation? Knowledge. What women wants. And when I put my knowledge in my ability, so beautiful pieces would be created. What is the key to being a successful entrepreneur? Never give up. Every hardship and every challenge create something positive. When you look back on what I consider to be a pretty incredible story, 
What are you most proud of? I came to this country without any language, without my family. I had this dream from childhood, and I still succeeded. You live in America, and you have thrived here. Are you an American citizen now? Oh, yes. I'm an American citizen a long time ago, actually. What does freedom mean to you? It's everything, basically. Freedom, this is everything. People should be free in order to be happy, pursue what they like, what they want, speak up their mind, be different. So extremely important. It's like beginning of everything. You have no freedom, you nobody. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? And can you pass that along to our listeners? This can be something personal or it can be something professional. It's so many good advices was giving to me. <laughs> it's a lot. So I would say my piece of advice, listen, and maybe you learn something. So you have to listen, you have to evaluate, be open-minded. When an obstacle is in your path, how do you get around it? I almost write down one, two, three, four, five obstacles. You have to think through. My final question. And Anna Neiman, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Right now, in this chapter of your life, what does success mean to you? It's mean a lot of things. It's mean that you, true to yourself, you achieve something what you dream of. And that's the story behind her success for this week. My thanks to women's fashion designer, Anna Neiman. Visit her flagship store on Washington Street in Wellesley, and feast your eyes on her gorgeous colors, fabrics, and designs. Her website, AnnaNeeman.com. And she spells her last name N-I-E-M-A-N. I'm always on the lookout for the next woman to profile. So if you know someone I should feature on the show, will you please let me know? They could just end up right here on the show. Just go to my website, CandyOterry.com. That's Candy with a Y. O-T-E-R-R-Y dot com. I'll have a new inspiring story for you next week. What's your story? I can't wait to hear it.